A letter, left on the bedside of Zara Fontaine, artificer of the New Titans. Hey Zara, when you look around, you might notice that I'm not here anymore, and neither is my celestial armature frame. I didn't just steal the calf and run away, and I promise you'll find nothing else missing. In fact, there is a ring and a cute bell folded between this letter. But I had to go. Despite my best efforts to deny the truth and ignore everything that is going on. After I picked up the knife in Tulane, I can't turn a blind eye on all of this anymore. I haven't felt right since the moment my fingers touched the blade. And every time I close my eyes, I can still faintly hear the voices I heard on that meadow. If it weren't for all the other weird stuff going on, I wouldn't know what's real and what's not anymore. Now, if I have learned anything from my lifestyle as an illicit acquirer of pre-owned goods, it's that you always need to have a plan B. And I think I have that. I have an idea on how to fix everything, as always. I'm so sorry for leaving without telling you, but I couldn't risk you changing my mind. And I have to do this alone. I can't bring you all down with me if I fail, or we'll be left with nothing. Good luck. Give my regards to everyone back at the Bastion. I'll miss you guys. Yours truly, Tuco Bell. P.S. I promise not to use my cough, nor the seal of the Galerian Admiralty for too much crime. Hello, and welcome to Roll Dice and Cry, an actual play podcast where we roll dice and you cry. Shander! We will also cry! <laughs> uh, I'll leave it that okay. in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. Uh, today, uh, my name, as with every other day so far and into the future, I am Zachary L. Fredrickson, your friendly neighborhood GM. <laughs> You can find me on Twitter at Obfuscating God. Um, and I'm joined today by my good friends, uh, Chander. Hey, y'all. Uh, I'm Chander. You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at ChanderClear. I play Ford, and he is an orc fighter. He is an orc fighter. Uh, I am also joined by Emily Riesbeck. Hi, everybody. I'm Emily R. Respect, and I'm from Chicago, and you can find me on Twitter at the Blue Valkyrie. Also, read my webcomic. Read that webcomic. Mari Costa. Hi, everybody. I'm Mari D.S. Costa, and <laughs> sorry, I wanted to keep the train going. Um, I play Radiant, the Paladin, and you can find me on Twitter at Marinsco's, and you can read my webcomic. It's at perrychill.com. 
Uh, all right. Fantastic. Zara Fontaine in the chat tell, lets us know that DS stands for don't, don't suck. Please don't put that in. That sounds really fucking mean. Oh, God. All right. That sounds really any, mean. Any word said on this show becomes canon, so it's actually it's the, the Nintendo version, the like, handheld oh, one. I'm named after oh, that. Lamar, yes. Oh, and by the way, yeah. I have no middle name, no last name, and I don't exist in the flesh world. That's true. Okay. Like, uh, uh, and finally, finally, uh, <laughs> the mononym that needs no explanation, Sloan. Hey, I'm Sloan, and I'm here to say that I play an elf bard in a major way, and then you can find <laughs> me on Twitter at FC and Tumblr. Both of those Fantastic. websites. That was really in character. Websites. Well done. Yeah, extremely good. <laughs> yeah, the, the 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 secret thing, the reason why Sloan is not, why why uh, Adeline is not saying so far is because we're just waiting for the fat beat to drop. That's right. And uh, yes. then she's going to drop a freestyle that blows everybody's minds. It's all going to be kind of like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, that exactly like that. Okay, fantastic. Uh, just just like the Prince, Will, mm-hmm. and the Smith. Prince. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, you may notice that we are unfortunately not joined by our, our fifth, uh, player, Nora Udelius. Uh, Nora's got some, uh, for, for personal reasons, is going to be dropping out of the podcast. We are going to do our best to, uh, soldier on in their absence. Um, but we're going to, we're going to try to spin things so that, that, uh, if they have a chance to get back into things, uh, that door is open to them. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna address that real quickly narratively, and then we're just gonna we're gonna push forward uh, into the future um, because that's what we gotta do when when stuff is unfortunate and people have uh, the conflicts of, of scheduling and and life. Uh, anyway, um, today we return to sort of an epilogue of our of our last arc, uh, the, the the split up. And go to different places. Arc of the podcast. To 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 recap briefly, uh, Zara Fontaine and Tuku Bell uh, went to Tulane, the Galarian uh, University town. They found and reactivated the Uplink uh, node that's connected the old Titans communications network, and uh, also gave access of it to the Galarian Admiralty. Uh, and we'll see how that works out in the future. Um, but what it does mean is that, that all your communicators work. Um, for at least uh, short range they work, and also between Galeria and the island, the Bastion, um, you have you have long range communications uh, that's kind of like FaceTime, effectively, or like a like a like a little. These are these are in the mix, right? These communicators. You have them in the mechs. You also have uh, like handheld versions. Oh, yeah, they're like um, little they're, jars. Yeah, they're oh, like yeah, little the jars. They're like little mason jars with okay. uh, with a crystal at the bottom that that transmits. Um, you don't want to drink them um, because the water that they're in is mixed with magic. Uh-huh. Sure, so yeah. you shouldn't lick them either. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, and so, yeah, like a sip? <laughs> Forb- <laughs> forbidden sip. I mean, you can drink it and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Tide Pods, but like mason jars. Forbidden. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, they're like these long, kind of like, so, yeah, cylindrical jars. Um, but they're sealed on both sides. Uh, and they got like a cool little dial, which is how you, um, 
radio into people. Mm. Uh, it's just fun, fun ocean punk technology. Anyways, yeah. So, the, so that that is now that is now working. Um, and they kind of flicker to life as you get as as as. Um, well, you probably didn't bring any, so you don't know yet. Uh, but when you get to the bastion, you'll be able to get some uh, and use them uh, for short range telecommunications. Um, yeah, but anyway, they, um, Zara and Tiku did that. They did that. Um, they also <laughs> found and fought uh, an anguish who had an anguished um, person uh, who nearly died but didn't die. Well, good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone learns and evolves at their own speed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and, and so they, they were, they were uh, you might say, resound- re- resoundingly successful on, on their attempts. Success I, has different definitions. It has, I, has I feel one like. definition. It has one Success definition. Success is different for everyone. Success is pretty much the same no matter where you go. <laughs> And now for Chad team to hear how good that we did at this stuff and how we succeeded at all things. We succeeded. We did the thing that we were asked to do. Zach, would you say that the Chad team had a resounding success? Um, or would you say yes, it was like a middling would. success? Well, okay. So also last thing, um, Tukunzar, um, also brought home a group of people from Squatter's Rights, which is an anarchistic commune that lived outside of the, the law of Galeria. They kind of like subsided by stealing stuff from the local town and also uh, by using an, an old um, rundown piece of Titan technology uh, food synthesizer um, with, a, with a low-grade artificial intelligence implanted in it, which you have taken with you. Um, and uh, we have that now. Correct. You have that now. And I can theoretically fix it with stuff at the Bastion. Yes, yes. Uh, fix it up, make it so that it can. It tastes like something other than bubblegum. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Ugh. Why would you? Why would you do that? Why on earth would you do something like that? I love bubblegum, but I wouldn't want to <laughs> eat bubblegum at all times. Yeah, you also wouldn't want to eat a bar of soap-sized piece of bubblegum. <laughs> is it? You don't know like, me. Is it like? The consistency of bubblegum, or does it just have bubblegum taste? It's like it's like saltwater taffy. They're like big blocks of taffy. It's worse if it has just bubblegum taste. Yeah. No, no, I feel like the chewiness would yeah. be. Yeah. Anyway, it's anyway. fix that, Zara, please. No, I mean, I need to know if it's like regular bubblegum. The hell are you talking about? I don't, Bubble- know what that means. I don't know. Bubble gum has it comes in Listen, different tastes. There's bubble gum ice cream. Grab some of that. Case case solved. I don't really like bubble gum ice cream. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. Meanwhile, the Chad team, uh, Zara, not Zara, uh, Adeline, Radiant, and Ford went to Zoli Yacht and had a great time. Mm hmm. The end. Everything is great. They did a lot of things, some of which were good. Were murder. <laughs> Other things were, yes, you killed a person, a man in cold blood. Um, but, you know. Well, I'm always cold blooded. I'm a lizard. You can't bl- You can't put that on me. <laughs> but, um, Oh, same. <laughs> if you were li- if you were cold, a cold blooded kobold, you would have died when you went into that water. 
Uh, magic. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the, the magic being that that kobolds are dog lizard people, and that you have a you have a like warm blood. Yeah, uh, tepid blood. Tepid blood is the worst <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Oh, that's okay. not a word I ever thought I'd hear. <laughs> okay, so you were you you were sent or kind of like requested to go to the town of Kill near Purple Meadows, a village in South the southern half of Zoliat, that um, that was feared by by um, the the the. Our boss's wife. <laughs> yeah, your boss's wife was like, "Hey, um, I'm worried that my my hometown is going to get into trouble. Will you please go and make sure it's okay, uh, effectively?" And <clears throat> and and you went and found like weird monsters, and you investigated. Uh, it turns out they were coming from a dude who uh, worked for the government, who. <sighs> Had been infected with a with a shard of of anguish, uh, which drove him to become more and more paranoid and more and more close minded, until he uh, reclaimed an ancient busted up calf, rebuilt it, and used it to attack the town, which you were able to rebuff, uh, thanks to your bloodlust. Mm-hmm. No, you were able to you 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 beat him, you uh, and then killed him. Radiant killed him. I would like to make that very clear. <laughs> yeah, sure. Now we're a team. Uh, Adeline killed that big shark, so Adeline killed, I helped Kamado. Adeline killed that big old shark. That big old shark with armor yeah. plating. Um, I'm proud of me. You did extremely well. It was incredibly <laughs> dangerous, and you could have died, and you didn't. And you didn't even, even need any help. And yeah, who needs a tank? Needs when you are... Me. <laughs> um, Who needs a tank when you have a guitar? Yes. But Except you have constitution. That. Yeah. Everything, I do. I'm every, really... Everybody's backs got fucked up in the, their various fights, and so you're going to need to get those fixed at the Bastion. Uh, that's Eustace good. Eustace is going to love us. Eustace is going to love you. Um, so you... Oh, yeah. So while, te- while Zara's team was off uh, getting like six people... Yes. You decided that the best way to cover up the fact that you murdered a government official was to take the entire town and leave. Uh-huh. Okay, okay, in, uh, in, my, in our defense, I said we have an island as a joke, and you were like, you do have an island, and I am going to take that. Take that it's, suggestion. It's going to be fine. We're going to open up talks with Zilliot. <laughs> I'll do it myself if I have to. <laughs> do not let Ford do it. Ford has, <laughs> Ford has minus one charisma. Don't, don't let Ford do it. Um, I mean, yeah, I, like, listen. If you want to retroactively leave them all there and just leave, no, 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 no that's worse. <laughs> okay, so you're taking them. You just with leave you. them to their fates. I honestly, I I don't know how we could have fixed it. We couldn't just leave them there for dead. So no, no. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, oh, this is the the way that you could have done it because I didn't have a thing in mind necessarily. But like, you could have talked to other government officials. You only ever met one. We didn't want to talk to the evil government. <laughs> okay. Listeners, this is past the point where you've listened to other people from Zolyat talk in intros, and you know as you know. 
they don't know anything. But like the government, <laughs> we don't overall. listen to the episodes. <laughs> I was joking about them being evil, but also I'm not, not. I still want to fight them. Okay, Eliana's gonna love it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yes, Eliana's like friends. you're gonna you're gonna get to be like, hey, we made sure that they didn't get hurt, and also brought them. We here. brought a souvenir. Oh, you also met a god. Um, we yeah. did. Not fair, by the way. <laughs> uh, you met a god named the Prince of Cats, who you had known up until that point as Pachari Walker, a nice little skinny vagrant boy who turned out to be a big chunky boy, uh, which is why he could put away so much food and not get sick, because uh, he was actually like 12 feet tall and <sighs> extremely good. Boyfriend number two. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You never see the problem is Ford never said like actually said anything, so you don't know how how Pachari would actually feel. Damn about it! That. You gotta you gotta you gotta vocalize your desires. I hope we're gonna meet him again. God damn. <laughs> we'll we'll see. Um, but he did. He is helping you get the people from Purple Meadows down to the Bastion, um, mostly by way of using his very like circumstantial god powers to make sure that you get there safely. Yes. In, in very in like various coincidental ways, mm. um, but his whole deal is like, all right, please don't need me again because this <laughs> isn't this isn't the kind of thing that I can do like all the time. Um, he's very much a god of of that 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 um, values self reliance and tries to make sure that other people value it as well. But you know, he gets you there, right? There's, we have scenes of, 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 like, guards looking the other way as large groups of people walks, walk through the, the city, um, and get onto a boat and leave. Um, Is he basically it. making this, like, a Pokemon encounter where if we don't lock eyes with the guards, then we could just go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Basically, he's, he's, he, he's sprayed repel over all of you. Yeah. God bless. <laughs> Literally. By the prince. Anyway, um, if you want, you can have like a little, a little. You want to say goodbye before, because he doesn't come with you on the boat. Oh, talk to him now. Oh yeah. Ford, confess. Oh no. <laughs> no, no. Ford's not going to do that. Fuck. I do still want to talk to him. <laughs> okay, so Good. so so let's just zoom in a little bit. Okay. You are on. You are on the docks of Stoneport, which is the southern the southern port of, of Zoliat, uh, which is where Daria Debonair has been docked for the last, I don't know, 10 days. Um, and she, like, the gangplank goes down and people start coming up. Uh, she runs down and, like, greets you and is like, what's going on? Oh, uh, good news. Good news. Good news. The village is uh, safe. <clears throat> Here it is. <laughs> For Maphorn, were you the kind of person that when you were small and your parents told you to pick up the root the room, you said you can't because it was too heavy? Uh, no. <laughs> well, at least there's that. Oh, boy. Uh. And she's just kind of, like, watching these people go, and she says, Okay, well, I'm gonna have to open some of the old Ygritte-say, say, okay, 
to fit everybody, but I guess if this is what you're saying we need to do, this is what we're going to do. Uh, uh, Adeline, like, um, uh, puts her hand on, uh, Daria's arm and says, there really wasn't anywhere, anywhere else to keep them safe. We couldn't leave them there. Sure, sure, sure. I don't have it. You're going to tell me exactly what happened up there. She, like, points a finger at, at, at Adeline. I'm sure Radiant would love to give you the full summary. Shut up! You're go- this is an excuse to spend time alone with her! <laughs> no, Adeline looks at Ford, this gives him a just- Or- Shut up! <laughs> Radiant is not in this conversation. Radiant is talking to the refugees. He is not getting involved. He is like- a- He's as many feet away from Ford as he can be. Yeah, Radiant, Radiant is on the boat, like, showing yeah. everybody where- This is the, the wheel- <laughs> 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 and up there is the crow's nest. Yeah. Uh, th- those are basically the only places I weren't on this boat. Um, no, no. I was how. on the crow's nest. Yeah. Yes. For a little bit. I fucked up real bad on the crow's nest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, so, and, but yeah, so she points at Adeline. <laughs> yes. Uh, and ignores Ford. <laughs> of, of course. All right, and then she looks up and she says, "That's a lot of people." All right, let me let me go make space, and she walks off. Maybe Adeline goes with her. Yeah. And Pachari is at the back of the crowd of a crowd of people walking up, and he's like, kind of, his tail is flicking, and he's looking back behind you. Um, and like, 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 like the the dock workers, the dockman that was there like last time is still there, but he's like. He's doing the he's doing the 18th century fantasy equivalent of playing with his phone, <laughs> drawing shapes in the sand, playing tic tac toe yeah, with himself. Yeah, like 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 him and the guard that he was with are like crouched and playing like checkers on the on the docks. They've spread some candy across the floor, and if they can match three, they get to crush him. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you eat the candy? No, we just crush him. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got these hammers. We call it's it not even candy. candy. We call it sweet smash. <laughs> it's like rocks that look a little like candy. It's like glass. <laughs> it really hurts your hand if you don't do it right. <laughs> that, like that one Japanese commercial where there's where there's a room and one of the things is made out of chocolate. Oh god. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> we play this oh, game yeah. where we scatter six rocks in one piece of candy and you have to bite it to find out which is which. <laughs> So the, the guards are occupied, which is Pachari's doing. Uh, the Prince yeah. of Cats. I wanna, I wanna make my way over to him. He's like, back in his like skinny vagrant clothes, but you can tell like he doesn't look like the skinny like he doesn't look uh, malnourished like he used to. He looks just like a like a like a cat. Oh, good. I'm glad. Um, he. I mean, he was never mal- malnourished. Well, that yeah. was just like his his like disguise. Um, but he's got his, like, walking stick and he's leaning on it. Um, and he looks, like, a little tired. Like, like he doesn't do this very often. You know, flexes to find muscles. Hey, uh, you, uh, you okay there? Oh, <laughs> I'll be fine. It's, uh, you know, not often you shelter 60 people walking down a, an, an entire country. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess not. Yeah, it's um, it's better this way though. We don't. This is how. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want. Uh, so do you usually <sighs> just um, hang around Zilliot? I mean, I go where the people are. I I, I need to. I need to be where people need to know how to take care of themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, can't say these were uh, the best circumstances to meet under, so I'm just gonna... Ford throws up a peace sign. <laughs> no. <laughs> like It's like ear twitches, and it's just like, okay. <laughs> I thought the noise you made was like blowing a kiss, and I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, hope, uh, hope to see you again someday. Yeah. But, you know, maybe hey. not under these circumstances. Uh, here. And, um, and he puts his hand on your shoulder. Uh, and, like, he, you see his, like, skinny, like, vagrant hand, but you feel, like, his big paw. And he says, um, take care of those people. Make sure that they're well looked after. One of these days, maybe things are good enough that you can throw a party. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll make sure they're okay. <coughs> I love parties. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah. It's kind of my thing, though. Like... <laughs> I Feast. love parties and more. <laughs> yeah. I'm the god of hospitality. <laughs> it's, yeah. Hospitality uh, or, uh, or parties? That's the same thing. Um, <laughs> revelry, you know. Fair. Making sure that you work hard so you can play hard, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um. <laughs> Adeline yelling from the deck. He's making an excuse to see you. Shut up! No. <laughs> and he says, uh, take care of yourself, Ford Maplin. Yeah. Nobody else is going to do it for you. <laughs> Don't I know that? See you around. He nods, and, uh, he, he nods and, and, and watches as you go off. And you can see as you, as you leave the, the docks, he stands on the edge of them, and you can see his like his nor his like glamoured self on top of the docks, and below in the ripples, the rippling waters, you can see the actual true shape of him. It's a very cool like parting shot. Cool. Oh, that's so cool. And then he uh, backs up and he turns uh, around and walks into the crowd and disappears. That's so cool. I and punch Ray it. Shows up. Sorry. <laughs> no, I punch Addy in the shoulder. So how's it going with Daria? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. And then, like, leaves, like, walks, walks away very quickly. Oh, Radiant, like, peeks from over the deck where he is, and he's like, ah, darn, I should have, I was gonna ask him about the crows. <laughs> he's gone now. I was waiting for Ford to finish. Oh. <laughs> Jameson, Jameson, like, kind of cocks his head to the side and says, what are you, why are you asking about crows? I don't know, because gods are cryptic, and nobody will give me a straight answer. Okay. What 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 does crows have to do with that? 
uh, he said that if I wanted to find Chella, I had to look for crows. And I've seen I've seen a few crows, and none of mm-hmm. them were really that helpful. They're kind of mean. Why would that's not Chella doesn't have anything to do with crows. I know. That's uh shit, who was that? It was like he like goes and pulls out of like a little pocket uh uh celestial glossary? Yeah. Like a pocket uh like a pocket like god catalog. <laughs> um I don't know what not you would call that. Like a, uh, yeah, an encyclopedia divine. Godalog. Yeah, Does Godalog. Does he just have a fucking encyclopedia on him? He's a nerdy boy. Um, Good. It's a pocket encyclopedia, please. Yeah. Um, and he and he, he flips over to like omens and stuff, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Um, crows are are the mark of the obsidian author." Shows you it, and it's like. Obsidian author. Corvids are smart, and so they remember stuff. And then they tell him. Uh, it's like a, it's like the god of stories and and knowledge and stuff. He's well, got a whole he's got a whole city um, dedicated to him back where I'm from. Where is where is that? Where is the city? Uh, Castellan. It's a reminiscent city of stories. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a really nice place. Um, it's uh, I, I'm not from actually one of the three city states. I'm from like a smaller town, but but that's I'm in the 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 reminiscent sort of sphere. Yeah, they got like a whole like a like a music festival it goes on for like six months. Wait, like half half the year is a music festival? Yeah, and the other half of the year is a poetry festival. I see. So just festivals all the time. Yeah. Have you yeah. Have you seen the Obsidian author? Oh, no, no. You don't see the gods. Well, you see the god in, in Resplendent, but you don't see them anywhere else, really. Uh, he spends pretty much the entirety of his time in the Black Library. Um, I am writing this all down. Radiant is also writing this all down. <laughs> nice. On a notebook. It's got a little notebook. You gotta stop swimming and you're gonna get your notes dirty. <laughs> Keeps it in a little plastic pocket. Yeah. Glasses exist, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah. Radiant's got like a diver's backpack that is just like lined with plastic and you zip it up and, and air seal it. Fantasy yep. plastic. Um, <laughs> the plastic mm. is like modified Fontanium. Oh. I don't know how that would work, but cool. I mean, you can make you can make anything out of Fontanium, right? Supposedly. Uh, well- it's always it, it, it looks it, you can make it look like anything. It's still metal. Hmm. Now it's plastic. Zara, it's very plastic. <laughs> hey Zara, I have a request. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, speaking of Zara, uh, as you as you as you sail off into the distance, um, let's talk about what Zara's trip home has been like. Uh, how, how's your trip home been, Zara? Uh, um, last, well, last we saw you, you were at the you were at the uplink, and you you had a cryptic message from a, a place up north. <laughs> yes, and it was scary. Um, well, after that, I think we got everybody loaded up because the people of Squatters Right did come with us, and we did make mm-hmm. a stop in Azure Bay again to probably. Oh God! Oh, here it comes. We probably told uh, the culture admiral about everything that happened. 
Oh boy, everything, everything. Uh, yeah. I mean, his kid is hurt, so yeah. seems only. It, I mean, Zara would at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as soon as you get into Azure Bay, like like um, Alexander is real, like kind of shifty, and says he's like, "I will meet you at the ship," and then disappears and beats you back at the ship um, because he is technically a wanted criminal. Uh, but it's been a bit, but he's still a wanted criminal. And so he just doesn't want to get too much heat. Uh, you gotta go over what happened to Siku. Yeah, yeah. Um, this probably happened before, uh, you got to Azure Bay, like on the train ride from Tulane to, from Tulane to Azure Bay. Um, you wake up one morning and Chiku actually just vanishes. Uh, she, she leaves a note, says, hey, I have an idea. I think I can solve this whole thing, but I can't let anybody come with me because I don't want you to f- take the fall if I am not there. Uh, I don't want you to take the fall with me. So this is a, the sort of thing that I have to do alone. You got to trust me. I'm a thief. I'm a master thief. Uh, and the she is gone. Her stuff is gone. And the Mistral is gone when you wake up. Uh, which is impressive because she somehow got it off of a moving train without anybody hearing. I shake Charlie awake. I'm like, Charlie! Okay. Charlie! What? Yeah, what? Huh? Yeah. Where's Tioku? <gasps> I don't know. Did, did, did you wake up? No. I was asleep. I, 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 I give him the note. <laughs> I say, hey, I woke up and I, I found this. And he looks at it and, he, and it's like, it's like ears go up. It's raccoon ears. It's goblins are raccoons. Um, it's goblin ears. And he goes, oh my gosh. Is, so she's gone? I, 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 I don't know. I can't find her anywhere. And, and, and the Mistral is gone and all her stuff is gone. And, and the only thing that was left was this note. Well, um, it says that you gotta trust her. I, um... Do you trust her? I, like, slump down. Kind of, like, sit down with a big old plop, like, just slumping down, and I'm like, well, of, of course I trust her, Charlie, but, but... But what am I gonna do? Uh, she was... She was the brave one. He gets off... He gets off his bed. He's, like, in a, he's like in a nightshirt, and he sits on the ground next to Zara. Uh, and he says, um, well, uh, here's how I figure it, uh, Miss Fontaine. Uh, I figure it was real, real brave of you to, to run through the night to, uh, Coach Admiral's office and save her when she said she didn't need saving and she did need saving. Uh, so maybe that's not a good example, but you were still brave. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I give Charlie, like, a frowny face look, like, mm. Uh And I think it was uh, pretty brave how you were like, oh, I'm in a big metal thing, and I'm going to shoot an arrow at so this guy. Celestial armature frame. Yeah. Celestial armature frame. Uh, I think that was pretty brave, too. Uh, and I think you can do all sorts of really cool and smart and brave stuff all the time. And... You don't need her or me or nobody else to, to tell you how, because you can do it. Because what, what, aren't you like a, you gotta be, 
You gotta be brave to be a CEO. (laughs) (sighs) I sort of sigh and I collect my thoughts and I say, yeah, okay. Thanks. Thanks, Charlie. He pats you on the the shoulder and says, hey, you got me, Charlie Axel. I'm by your side and I can, you know, I can tussle and I can sneak and I can do all sorts of cool stuff. So, I can help. That's, that's true. Thanks, Charlie. I I feel a little better. He gives you a salute. It says, Alright, it's so like I'm gonna get some sausage links from the train, from the food cart. Do you want anything? Oh, I, you know what? I'll just come with you. And then you get food. Um, and that, so that, that's how, that's how Tiku leaves us. For now. Uh, off to do some highfalutin. Some high, high level thievery. Some incredible thievery, which. Um, like, 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 she's like sitting there writing, like, and I can't let anyone else be implicated by these things I'm going to do. And she's just like thinking back to like to you, <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> yeah, she shut her. I, can, yes. I cannot have Zara with me anymore. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the truth. Um, so you can Zara yeah. besties. <clears throat> They're the best. Um, but yeah, and then you get to Azure Bay, and and you tell, uh, you tell, what exactly do you tell? Pierino. Um, I tell him that uh, I I tell him everything. I I tell him everything in exhaustive panic to detail. Okay, probably so until that, he goes. Wait, wait, slow down, slow down. Uh, well, I mean, my because the the thing the 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 opt the the. Big thing is that his son like nearly died and is yes. comatose, but is alive. Uh, is alive. I'm asking how you like. Do you be like, ah, he died. He nearly died. <laughs> oh, but it's okay. He's alive though. Or do you be like, okay, he's a, it's it's he's gonna be okay in the long run, but he had a bad day. Yes, I do it that way. The second way. Okay, because <laughs> if you yeah, I, I just I'm wondering how much like grief this father has to go through. No, 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 no. I lead with, like, I lead with he's alive. <laughs> okay. Um. Alright. That's good. Um, he still cries that his son got hurt. Um. But they're, they're like, you know, very, uh, refined tears. And, and he, he, well, no, he, he gets really sad. Uh, and you actually have to finish your meeting with, with, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gallo, Monteverius Gallo, his, his, um, second in command is the one who actually, like, deals with the, um, all of the, like, technical stuff. Yeah. Just once, 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 once Pyrrhon finds out that, that uh, Tularin got hurt. He just like goes and cries and cries and cries. And probably takes his train uh, next train to Tulane. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, and it's very sad. But but Gala tells you that your service was still, you know, the fact that you saved Tularin's life is still uh, is a good thing, and that the, the culture admiral will assuredly be grateful for it when he is in a more 
uh, stable mindset. Um, and it lets you know that, that, that your previous, um, deal with them is still good. Uh, you still have the, the level of authority that you had before. You're, you're a, a slight amount of, 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 um, how did we say it? Like, cause you're like basically agents. Sheriff's deputies. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and he says that, that they'll be handling the, the setup. Um, he asks for whatever notes you have on the uplink and the communications technology that Titans used. And I give them. Yeah. And he says that, that they've got, uh, a private, there's a private science company that they're going to be contracting with. I don't uh, give them any notes on the like, ticker tape machine. Uh, okay. The, the telegraph? Correct. Okay. Uh, what is the reasoning behind that? Someone's at you the North Telegraph and I don't, I need to control that information. Okay. Yeah. So you just, you just don't want that getting, okay, cool. So that's so all they have is the, is the voice video stuff. Yes. They don't have, they don't have the, the super long range, um, Which wouldn't telegraph. help them anyway, because we don't have no. any of the other uplinks. Yeah. Um, cool. Good. Useful, uh, and so yeah, so so all that stuff is handled. He handles the bookkeeping and then goes to like take care of Gal- of uh, Pirano, and you are able to leave uh, Galeria. Uh, all said, um, the two the, your two groups probably arrive at the Bastion around the same time, um, and so that's that's where we're we're gonna we're gonna zoom back in to. See how everybody is doing. Uh, what's the mood as you arrive at the Bastion? Coming to you? Hopeful. Awkward. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay. I'd like to know why it's awkward between us two. Well, I mean, I guess she does know this about ready at killing a dude, but... But also, they got some... They got some deep issues. So she's like, been sort of flirty between the two of them, like, hey, what's... <laughs> you all, you good over here? Okay, cool. It's Whenever fine, Radiant- everything's fine. <laughs> Whenever Radiant needs to say even anything to Ford, like, fucking maintenance-wise, he's like, hey, Adeline, tell this to Ford. Oh, <laughs> oh my <geez>. god. <laughs> <laughs> tell Ford this the following things. <laughs> Adeline, tell Radiant that I am not speaking with him. <laughs> No, I think I think Ford would just like no, it's it's very good. I think uh, I think Ford would just look Radiant in the eye and go, uh, you know, need food over here or you know something along those lines. Just very like short, succinct sentences. So yeah, everything's super cool. Um, Also, with this new game-changing information, Radiant has been just hounding poor um, Jameson this entire trip. (laughs) Um, What's yeah. your town like? What is this god like? What does he know about Chella? How can we get there? Let's go there. Uh, his, his town is his town is he's not from reminiscent. Like I said, he's from a smaller town uh, that I don't have a name for. But if anyone wants to shout out a name, um, reminiscent. Well, <laughs> is Castellon like Spanish towns? Castellon is is kind of Spanish. Um, it's it's like it's uh, like geographically, it's like a sort of like a Mojave desert sort of place mm. uh, in terms of climate it is it is you know sandy there's like 
lots of rocks and crags and uh, those awesome those called awesome mountains that they got in in the the Arizona desert those big red mountains. Mm. Um, oh, those are cool mountains. Yeah. yeah. My state has some great stuff. Um, but yeah, but there's like the smaller towns. They could be sort of like um, Spanish uh, in 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 style. There's probably like adobes and 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 that nice white plaster. That feels more um, uh, Latin American Spanish, right? Uh, that's. I mean, that's definitely what I've got more. Um, yeah, yeah. Just making sure it's not like, like the, the way European way. Spain. No, no, way, way more, way, way more like Mojave. Um, okay. Style. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, Brady so, is low key trying to convince Jameson to take him to his city, to that city, to Rosalind, and he's like, I mean, we have ships; we can go to places. Yeah. But I don't know if I, I can't drive a boat, so you're gonna have to convince someone else to to take us. I will do that. I will get that done. Okay. Um, I have tons of charisma. You do. You do at that. Um, and, you know, he, he tells you he left, he grew up in like a little town, uh, uh, like, like with West of it. They had a, they had a, um, he, he like gives air quotes when he says they had a monastery, but he won't tell you what else, like why. Right now. Um, he says his brother ended up going there and becoming a monk, and he does the air quotes again. <laughs> is this crime? Is this a crime front? Is that what uh, I'm going to find? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I guess we'll find <laughs> out. Um, uh, but yeah, he, he's not going to tell you anything else about that. That's just that's just what you get yeah. out of him. I think Radiant is like a little bit suspicious, but also he's like, oh yeah, religion. It's great. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He lays them to rest. He says, doing his finger quotes again. Um, anyway, um, but he says I didn't do that. I ended up doing a different thing, uh, and eventually, I, I just I started working for for Lady Deep Floor and have worked for her ever since. Granted, I'm oh, only twenty, so. Oh, we're the same age. Hey, give you a little high five. Yeah. Oh, you look I older. I thought Jameson was so young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought no, he was older. Jameson is like, um, uh, I don't know if I've ever said it before, He's he like looks a lot like Dev Patel. Um, yeah. Oh, you did it, mention that, actually. Yeah, but yeah. De- isn't Dev Patel like in his 30s? Yeah, but he wasn't when he started acting. Okay, um, yeah. Oh, like I love Dev Patel. Yeah, he looks a like... A youthful Dev Patel. He's a very, he's like a youthful Dev Patel, but like with the long hair that he's got now... But without the Yes, uh, is Def Patel? I know who he is. Is he the one from uh, Slumdog Millionaire? Yes, that, yeah, I think, yeah, I think okay. that was his like breakout. Uh, it yeah. was okay. Yeah, now with- I'm picturing like the actual age that he's supposed to be. Because before I was yes. just like, oh yeah, current Def Patel. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's like like young and skinny and 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 kind of like gawky, but he's got the long floppy hair that Def Patel has these days. Aw, um, it's good. It's good. He's a good boy. Great. Too bad we completely ignored him for all of uh, our. Yeah, no, it's the thing he's he's so good at, at just melding in the background. That's one of his like special abilities. 
It's fine. I'm going to talk a bunch to him because now he has information that I need. Oh, okay. That's how, that's how NPCs work in role-playing games. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. But yeah. My so, new best friend. So he tells you about that and he says that, um, yeah, a lot of people talk about, uh, the, the, the obsidian author. Um, they talk about how he, he knows everything that's ever been written down. Um, that's why he spends all his time reading everything that's ever been written down. Uh, he's got a, there's a, they talk about a place called the reading room, which is where he stays, uh, in the black library. And that he's got, he's got like librarians who their whole job is to catalog the entirety of the written word, uh, which is why the black library is the biggest library in the world. Oh, so, so are you guys like reading people, like books people? Is that what uh, you like to do? I mean, I, I, I write down everything that, that we do. I mean, like, pulls out his journal and he's got and he says like my my job before uh in addition to being a scout was was you know keeping logs on you guys uh to make sure that that you know everything was working right he's got like sorry let me go back to that what do you mean keeping logs since when (laughs) uh i mean like like that first that first whole thing during the, the, I was supposed to keep notes on, on like how you guys were working together to make sure that everything was going well. Cause I, I'm like a cataloger. Okay. That, that makes sense. Um, yeah. out of character, I thought you were talking about like he's been stalking these people no. for like years <laughs> no. beforehand. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just, just, just for the time he's known you. He's kept okay. notes about you. Um, which I guess is better. <laughs> I don't know if it's good, but it's better. Um, it's fine. It's his job. He's getting paid for it. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a, yeah. So he is, he is of those, those, those folk. Um, you know, people. There's, there's a big sect of people who are like critical readers. Uh, who like you know, read entry documents. A lot of lawyers come out of out of the reminiscent area. But you know, I am just a scout and a and a writer. Uh, Radiant looks super interested in this. He is completely out of his depth. He's not, <laughs> he's a jock. Yeah. Well, you know, you do what you gotta do. Um, so yeah, so that's, 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 that's Jameson. And so, so I guess you're just still talking to him as, as you get along. Yeah. And, um, and you, and so you come in to, to, to the port. Um, you, you come into the back side of the bastion. Um, the north side. There's two, there's two docks. There's the front, there's the south dock, which is where you went the first time. And then the north dock, which is where you usually go because it's closer to the bastion. Um, and it is, it is of the same make. It's got the, the, the cutouts with the, with the, the stairs leading up to the top of the, of the building, top of the, of the island. Uh, typing. Sorry. No, I just was waiting for you to to see what it was. Um, Bad joke. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. joke. You have to say it now. Joke. Friendship ended with Ford. Now Jameson is my new best friend. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Perfect. Oh no. Ford, quick, roll up a Jameson character sheet. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, I just gotta s- find two more boyfriends. It's fine. You can't steal him. He's mine now. Nobody else wanted. <laughs> is this Jameson NPC. single? <laughs> oh, no, geez. you can't steal him. Charlie Axel is single. 
Yes, Charlie actually is, is actually nice. And he's very, very friendly. He's a good boy. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, but yeah, so these two ships, the Hand in Hand and the... Uh, the uh, Eye to Eye. The Eye to Eye. The Hand to Hand and the Eye to Eye. The Hand in Hand and the Eye to Eye. Uh, arrive at the same, same-ish time. Um, the gangplanks go down on opposite sides of the, of the docks. Uh, and six people walk off of, of, of Zara's ship. <laughs> Sixty people walk off of the other ship. So we won. That still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ford wants to make that joke and he like, he looks over to, to make that joke at Radiant. And then realizes he's not talking Aww. to Radiant. Oh, the tragedy. And then looks away. <laughs> I, I push my way through everybody and make it up to my friends. Okay. You, I say, like- uh, For- Ford, Radiant, Adeline. Oh, it's so good to see you. Adeline is so happy to, to see Zara because these two have been fighting. She's like, oh, hey, Zara. Um, how, how did your mission go? Well, uh... Uh, actually, it, it went it went really really well. Um, we uh, we fixed the uplink, and um, oh, uh, maybe we should uh, talk about these kind of things more uh, privately, unless everybody here knows. I know about things. Oh, uh, everybody on my end knows. Yeah, I think everybody on our end knows too. All right. Okay. Yeah, there's no way we kept them from gossiping on that ship. <laughs> well, I uh, we. We, uh, I, I, um, I guess I got some- Where's Tuku? Um, I, I rummage through my sack and I pull out the note and I give it to, um, uh, all of them. All three of them, so they can read it. And while they're reading it, I say, uh, Tuku left. But, 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 she's got the, uh, she's got the Mistral with her, and I don't know how she's going to repair it, but <laughs> that's beside the point. Uh, but, but, um, uh, you know, I, I think, I think we can just- we should just trust her. Uh, I mean, it's not that I don't trust her, but you did just comfort us with, don't worry, she's, she is gone, but she did take the giant robot, which doesn't feel very comforting. Celestial armature frame. The giant celestial armature frame. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> at least, at least this way, she's got something to defend herself with, I mean. Well, she had a whip. Well, look, I understand that she seemed a little rough around the edges, but but trust me, I spent a lot of time with her, and, and she's she's really a good person. Uh, well, I'm- for the record, um, for the record, you ha- your side had useless with you, so he fixed your stuff before you left to land. Oh, okay, yeah, but so if her- it gets more damage, then she can't repair because she doesn't have. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. A- a changing the subject, uh, have you met Charlie? <laughs> Hi there. I'm Charlie Axel. I'm a, I'm a, I was a crier at the, the Azure Bay Metal Workers Union, and now I am the personal assistant squire, you might say, to the, to, to, to I shake Ms. my head no Fart. behind him, like, oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> Do the little, like, throat slicing motion. No, 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 like, not like, nothing like that. Just like, please, no, not squire, oh god, I'm not trained by it. No, no, not the, like, serious one. The, like, little, the, like, tiny little motions, like, don't stop. Yeah, stop. <laughs> for uh, grins. Uh, uh, well, uh, Zara's, you know, as brave as any knight, so I'm sure, uh, that's not sure true. she could use a squire. She is very brave. She no. did so many cool and heroic things in mm-hmm. the time that I have known her. No. She, she, she shot a giant arrow from a giant bow and arrow. Terrified me. 
we broke into a, a government official's house. And I also, got shot. Also terrifying. Why did um, back up there? Ford's eyebrows are climbing higher and higher on his face. Why did you break into a government official's house? I clamp my hand over Charlie's <laughs> mouth and I say, <laughs> "Charlie's a kidder." Anyway, uh, moving on uh, to important things. Charlie, shut up, Ixnay. <laughs> <laughs> moving, uh, moving on. Um, well, we we did have an encounter with one of the anguished, but 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 uh, but I have good news. Um. At least the, the anguish we encountered, it wasn't, it didn't start as an anguish. It was someone, it was, it was some, someone normal who was corrupted. And that doesn't sound like good news, but, but there is a, trust me, uh, that there is, because we were able to take the, the shard of, uh, moon glass. It's called moon glass. And this, this substance that, that was infecting, uh, him. And when we removed it, he, he turned back to normal huh turned back to normal hear uh, that uh, radiant that's right. it, it, you, you see he wasn't a bad person he just he was just being th- this this thing the thing it seems to amplify negative emotions so it brings out literally the worst in people that's um and that's that's good right it means we have a way to save news. people it, it means no one has to die I look at right? Radiant. <laughs> uh, I'm staring Radiant down. <laughs> What's wrong? Everyone steps between them to break that eye contact. <laughs> uh, there is no eye contact. Radiant is not looking at Ford. Um, yes. I, that's great, but you can't save everyone, Zara. Well. Well, you can try. Well, that, 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 that's right. I Some, think sometimes people have things lodged in their heart, and there's no way they're going to survive. Well, and also they're evil. Ford, Adeline is now making the the throat slashing gesture <laughs> at Zara in front of the other two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe we should all go back to the bastion and uh, and get ourselves settled in. Right, right, Adeline. Yes. Absolutely. Ford looks like a little ready to brawl. Let's go. I, you know, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to take Radiant and start pulling him away from Ford. Like, okay, let's go. Fine. I I, I need to repair your mechs anyway. It used to snipe you. Oh my god, you do. Mine is so bad, Zara. Well, uh, that's what we're here for. Cue cue like we cut to to the crane or whatever to pulling the. Busted frames out of the the hole. The, the jet. Cargo hold. They pull the jet off and wah, a piece wah, falls wah, off. Wah. <laughs> just, just the arm just goes. Yeah. Clang. Uh, and I, Eustace I, is like, "Oh my fucking shit!" So, somebody drag that out of the ocean. I'm not building another one. <laughs> oh, speaking of things being dragged out of the ocean, uh, how much of the Hyperborea did you bring with you? All of it. All of it. Everything we could. <laughs> Everything we, we could. We were not leaving What's anything this? for that government to wait, find. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop, stop. What, what is this? This isn't any of your calves. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, uh, we found a calf. It was controlling a- the weather. One? I didn't know there were any more besides ours. Yeah, neither did well, we. Uh, that, uh, the anguish guy that we oh, fought got in it and it was, and, I, I was fighting a shark at the time, so but 
it was rough. Oh, my, uh, um, well, uh, at least we can take parts from uh, this one and use it to repair the other mechs if need be. Oh, I and maybe be would not, to- because it's, like, Why corrupted, uh, I think. Might be fine now. Really? I don't, but I don't trust it. <laughs> well, I think we should put it in the hangar anyway. I can take a look at it. Yes. Um, hey, Zach. Yeah. Any chance I could get Moonstone from the Hyperborean? Uh, <gasps> no. So the thing, okay, so the thing is, the Moonstone was not the, the conduit um, of the anguish. The Moonstone was Moonstone that had the anguish, like, rock in it. Oh, um, I see. I have been yeah. mis-, mis... Okay, that's important for... Keep that in, because that's going to be important for the rest of the podcast. I misunderstood. Yeah, so the moon, yeah. Like okay, so the, the moonstone the glass, was, was moon, like the a- moonstone was a connection to Navarder, um, the, the, the lady, uh, but it was also corrupted moonstone. Okay, so could anything? Oh, shit, I don't have, I can't answer that right now. Okay, um, that's fine. I'm gonna, uh, okay. Can I tell from looking at the shard of moonstone that I have that it is something that is corrupted as opposed to being just natively like this is the substance? Uh, no, the, the, the part that you got was after you like destroyed the rest of it. Correct. The part that you got does not have that, that crack running through it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, yeah, anyway. I have a question. So the thing that you said about like we have not found any other caps... There were ten coffins in the like basement. Did we open all of them? Oh yeah. Are there enough? Was there nothing there? Uh, if you did open them, they were empty. Okay. Ooh. Just making sure. There's no way we but didn't they, open there them. Was, yeah, th- there was space for ten calves. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So like, so we know that there are other calves. The potential for calves. No, we can we can extrapolate that there are other calves. We do not know. Sure. If you want to mince words about it, I do. I'm a scientist. <laughs> she's the yeah. She's the hundred percent. I want to mince words. <laughs> um, but like even now, if you like look at the Hyperborea's helmet and then look at one of the sarcophagi, it like looks like it. Oh, oh cool. Oh, matchy. We have to collect them all. More. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, it, it'll just be like our a house in Skyrim where you just have a billion like horrible the yes. ancient god artifacts. And yes. Yes. Yeah. Children, don't part. go in that room. It's the best part of Skyrim, is getting all the Daedric artifacts. Yeah. The best part of Skyrim is making your house really pretty with all these big swords. The best part of Skyrim is going yeah. home to your children and giving them, like, a fucking sword, and then they go into their room and practice sword play. So that's good. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thanks, Todd. Thank you, Todd. All right. Yeah, the, the secret final boss of, of Roll Dice and Cry is Todd Howard. Oh. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't. I hope the next one is in uh, Hammerfell. Thank you. Please. <laughs> um, anyway, anyway, um, yeah. And so people are getting off of the of the boats. Um, you see, you see Alexander Granite in his in his cool like gray, uh, big gray heavy coat. He's looking around. He says, "Okay." Yeah, I, I think we can work with this. He's got a he's got a deeper voice. He's not Eustace, um, and 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 Amethyst is like fucking super not sure about this. 
and she's like looking around at everything and she's got um the rest of you see this like like teenage dwarf with a crossbow um like a big heavy crossbow and she's just kind of like looking around and kind of nervous and the crossbow is drawn but there isn't a bolt in it so she's just got like Aww. the security of it being drawn like, I, I could put a bolt in here but i'm not i love her um, <laughs> yeah um and on your end there's like uh like donda helps pathminder karanti off of the boats um and he sees uh, Lady Deplore and Lady Bright Eyes, uh, Ileana, who are waiting, and and Ileana and and Pathmatter Karanti like have a big hug. Oh shit! He came along. I thought he was staying. Now we convinced no, him at the end. He, yeah, oh, cool. Him in the end. Sick. It's been a while since we recorded, y'all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So so and they had like a big hug and reunion, and they're crying because they didn't think they were going to see each other again because they're both so old. Oh my Aww. god. Um, oh, um, not to ruin the mood too much. I haven't done this in a little bit. What here is evil? <laughs> Just real quick. Um, <laughs> oh my god. There's so many new people. Hey. Of, of all, all these people? <laughs> yeah, there's so many new people. There's so many new people. I don't, um, I don't think that any of them are evil necessarily. One guy called no. Jeffrey, deeply evil. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. No, Kevin is not here. Ugh. Um what what here I think you get like kind of vibes off of uh Alexander, but not like That's not necessarily, who I wanted. Not necessarily evil vibes, but like yeah, this guy is like like he's just he's just kinda of wigging he wigs you out a little bit when he looks sure. at you. He's got like um like yellow eyes. He's got this like charcoal gray fur. Oh, he's uh, a cat. Oh, this is a cat. No, no he's a he's a he's a bugbear. Oh, he's a gray bugbear, which is not very common. Good aesthetic. Yeah, he's awesome. Crying um, bugbear, I love yeah. him. Um, and but and then there's these two these two lagonels that that run off, and they're like, "Oh my god, look at this! Look at this! Look at that! This is the coolest place we've ever been! Look at how much space we've got! Let's chop down some trees and make a house." Aww, <laughs> that's the spirit. Yeah. Um, and you also see a uh, a kind of skinny, scraggly, black and orange Koshaki who comes down and like looks really spooked, like ready to, to bolt at the sign of the of, of trouble. Oh uh, no! Yeah, their name is their name is Raspberry. Oh, uh, and, and they are a good child. Uh, they're not a Aww. child. They're like they're like twenty one. Um, <laughs> But they're 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 doing their best. Um, and Momo Momo's like, oh look at these new people. There's so many new people. Look, there's sailors, and there's a dwarf, and there's another dwarf, and and she's just kind of pointing at stuff and like saying what it is. Um, Aww. <laughs> Zara Zara to me like you, so you the the major ones uh, like the Lime family comes down with Henry and Daniel and and Thomas and Marigold. And they kind of disperse into this crowd, um, and I guess I guess someone from the Bastion is like, "All right, I'm going to show you where everything is. Let's go. Let's come on. Let's go." And yes, yeah, just all these people, all these people, so many people, um, and and they're like, "All right, let's go see where we're going to be. We're going to live." And you 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 walk up and you walk through, and um, 
You take them around to the front of the bastion, which is like the coolest place where the big gates are. The gates are working now. Um, the the Galerian sailors have like done a little bit of of, of work um, chopping down some of the trees uh, directly around the bastion, um, making a little more space for it, and also building up some lumber stores so that you can like put stuff together. Uh, which is going to be very useful for the people here, considering how many of them there are now. Um, but as your as as your gate um, as your group approaches the front gate of the bastion, you hear cheering, which um, you might not expect to hear, as the the bastion uh, gates kind of open up. You see. Uh, a big crowd of people. There's the, the Galerian sailors. Uh, there is Deplore there facing away from you, looking at this pair of armored individuals, uh, one of whom all of you recognize, and one of whom only one of you recognizes. Uh, on one side, standing in his patchwork armor, holding his Nodachi, uh, that big, long, like, like six-foot-long samurai sword. One, on one side is Calico Black, the, the the mercenary bodyguard, yes, um, and he has currently got his sword in like a ready position, squaring off against a female bugbear wearing uh, her own plate armor with a big axe slung over one shoulder. Is it Margaret? It is Margaret Flint. <gasps> yeah, um, and then play from the sides of of uh, Morgana's um, chair, like wheelchair. You see two little bugbear hands fly up and says, You can do it, Ma! You can do it! But kick his ass! And, kick her ass, um, Calico! Yes. <laughs> you, you can also do see, it, Margaret! You also see in this group, this big, like, you know, like a, like a ring of people that is, that is like, like cheering, um, is a handful of goblins, uh, that you may or may not recognize from, oh. from being in the Flint household. When you John like, Patches! Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, so, so, Eustace yells, kick her ass, and, um, <laughs> Margaret looks around, away for a second, and says, where did you hear that language? <laughs> Which is when Calico swings his sword at her head, um, and she, like, she, like, 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 slips it, like, does, like, a, like, a, bo- like, a boxing dodge of just, like, barely ducks under it, and then just goes twirling with the axe. And there's a lot of there's a lot of clashes in this in this duel, but it's mostly like dodging and 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 misdirection and redirecting attacks. Uh, and it's really impressive how these two people in this heavy armory armor can move so fluidly. Um, until Calico oversteps a little bit, um, does an overhead swing that that uh, Margaret is able to to sidestep. And then she grabs him by the collar and hip checks him and throws him over her shoulder. Uh, and then he just poof, slams to the ground. And there's like a cloud of dust that comes up. And she, moves to do like, and she moves to do like her last like attack. And then his like sword flicks up and it's this cool thing where it's like they both could have killed each other, um, but they stop and then they laugh and, uh, and, and, uh, Mac- Margaret picks him up and and puts him back on his feet and dusts him off and says, "You know, I remembered you being a lot faster last time we did that." And he says, Ugh. 
and that's all he says. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to sort of like rush up to uh, Margaret really quick. I'm just yeah, going rush to be up like, to Calico. Uh, yeah, I, I, are you two okay? Yeah, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, we're fine. We're just uh, it's mm, customary that you haven't seen each other for a while, for a while to make sure that the other person's been keeping up. You two know each other? Yeah. Uh, and Margaret, like, like, pats Calico on the back and his armor rattles. He says, me and Calico here were, uh, mercs in a, in a, in a company a while back in the Tortugan Wars. It's, uh, 15 years ago now, huh? Says, yeah. Uh, you know, we were, we did some battles. We, we fought. Did some 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 missions and such, and eh, after the war, it all kind of fell apart. Our, our leader decided to to take a, a bid for nobility, and that wasn't really what I wanted to do, and that wasn't what Caligan wanted to do. That sure as hell wasn't what some of our other friends wanted to do. So we all just kind of went our separate ways. I uh, didn't realize you'd set yourself up as a hero type, though, working with these bleeding hearts. Calico just kind of shrugs. Ford has his arm around Calico and is like, oh my god, you're gonna have to tell me everything later. Okay. <laughs> I just I uh, just sort of smile and uh, say to Margaret, well, it, it's good to see you again. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, <sighs> I was thinking about it, and if the, if the stakes of this sort of thing are what you say they are, I don't think I can conscionably just let them lie sitting in a metalworking shop in, in Azure Bay and not doing anything proactive towards it. So, you know, gotta, gotta look out for my kin, right? And, and you see, you see the little bugbear boy, Rufus Flint, he's got his arms in the air, he's like, yeah! My mom's the best. She's so strong and cool. <laughs> um, and then Eustace comes and like like hugs her and they hug and kiss and they're happy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and Calico like finally puts the dots together. Like he's like, oh cool, Margaret's here, Mag's here, and he says, wait, no, you married Mayhem Mag, and Eustace goes. Y- yes? And he goes, damn. <laughs> Ford is <laughs> laughing his ass off. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> Eustace, Eustace is like, yeah, I was a, uh, I was a warship technician. Uh, no, no, what was he? He wasn't a warship te- I was in a, uh, I was a developmental engineer for, uh, some interests during the war, and I didn't really like that kind of work. Maggie helped me decide to go a different way. So it's all ancient history now. I Ford. can't believe you're here. Ford waggles his eyebrows. Sure. <laughs> Developmental <laughs> engineer. What? Yeah. <laughs> it means he invented stuff uh, during the war. Um. It's uh, he's got that he would have have patents if not for the fact that they still belong to his old boss. Uh, uh, yeah, it was like an Edison thing. Anyway, um, 
Yeah, uh, and, and he goes and picks up Rufus, who like clings to him like a little koala. Um, and he says, "I can't believe you're here. I can't believe they're here." And he points to that to the the goblins of the Azure Bay Metalworkers Union, and she says, uh, "Maggie says, yeah, I I don't. I mean, I told him that I was just going to go, and I tried to leave it to George, and he said, no, nah, I'm going to come with you, and I'll, I'm going to leave it to Tommy.' And Tommy says, "Well, I'm not going to." I'm not going to stay here without you guys. And it, there was a whole chain of command. And I think technically the, they named the trash can, the operating like, oh, officer no. <laughs> before they left. Uh, but you kind of got the whole crew here now. And uh, you see these goblins like, like come up single file and they, they stand in rank and they salute and they say, uh, we're ready for duty boss. What are we going to fix today? Oh, and and Eustace looks and like his heart, like you can see, like he like his chest swells up with pride, and tears up a little bit. He's got his fa- his whole family here, and he says, "All right, we got some broken, broken big metal suits of armor. Let's go, let's let's go do some good work." And they they all cheer and they go head into the hangar with all the busted calves. Uh, I'll be by in in later on, Eustace. And he gives you like a thumbs up. Ford uh, leans over to Calico and goes, "Oh my God, he has a cult." Yeah, he has a group of people who think he's a good leader. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> Ford shrugs, um, and you, Rufus like climbs over, like from clinging to his side, and like climbs up onto Eustace's shoulders, and like puts his, fing- his fist in the air again. He says, "Let's fix some robots." And, Pick crew. Pick, pick crew, yeah. As you, you have a pick crew now. And they are nice. the best that there ever has been. Nice. Uh, yeah. And, and, and Morgana rolls up. Um, and, and Nemo has been there this whole time, kind of just watching and kind of laughing because everything is ridiculous and this is absolutely wild. And he says, um, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't get to, ask this before because I was blocked by a wall of, of, of people. But did you recruit an entire village to live on the island? Yes. Now, yeah. it's a funny story. The options were that we leave them there to pay for our uh, crimes for crimes. one of our <laughs> <laughs> or we find somewhere else for them to stay until we can sort it out. And it didn't really seem like there was much choice between those two. Okay. Uh, where are they going to live until then? There's plenty of room on the we island. Can- There's tents. We can build houses. Uh, I can trees. give up my room. Yeah. Remind me about the- uh, I only really need my laboratory, although I just want to let everybody know that you really should not go in there. It's very dangerous. And especially (laughs) the children- No, not in the laboratory. Nowhere near the laboratory, in fact. I don't think anyone should use the laboratory. Uh, No, I should use the laboratory, because it's my laboratory. (laughs) Zach, remind me about, um, like, the structures on the island, like, (laughs) structure. But, um- (laughs) <laughs> uh, remind me, like, where can we put them? Because there's a lot, uh, there's a few ruined buildings on the map. 
And yes, there are some there are some ruins on the map. Um, there's like like there's a few um, old guard towers which are effectively now just square buildings with a roof. Yes, uh, and and dirt floors, um, which could definitely use be used for shelters. Um, you've got a fair amount of tents. You've got um, you've got like a huge amount of like just open space in the in the main hall of the Bastion's castle. Uh, you have a castle, um, but a lot of the castle is like the hangar and the armory and stuff. Um, and then the, the island is currently just completely covered in like forest and jungle that you could use for lumber to build uh, houses. Adeline had a bunch of time to think on the boat while she was not not hanging out with her friends who were fighting, I guess. But, um, <laughs> so she's like, I I figured that we could. Uh, we could clear some forest. They could. We could set up some farming for food, and uh, and some of those. Those she doesn't know their guard towers. She's like, you know, those old, the old houses. We could fix those up, and they could be. We could set up something around those. Um, I had a lot mm-hmm. of time to think about that. <laughs> it's a long boat trip. Into long boat trip. You had like a you had like a map that you kept drawing the map over and over again and like like yeah. putting like little houses. Um you know, we can I mean you can make this you can make this a, a you have three square miles of of space on this island. Uh it's a small island, but there is definitely enough space for, for the amount of people you have, which is about a hundred. Adeline feels bad that she displaced a village. So she's like, look, can we make a new one? A new village. All of just put a new village here? <laughs> That's what. To be fair, there was like what three houses on that last village. <laughs> there the, the, was there were ten houses. I think. <laughs> yeah, ten, ten two-story houses that each ha- that each has two families. C- clear some trees. We build ten new houses. <laughs> they can use the old guard tower you know, as can... their community building thing that they had. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we're we're, we're going to figure it out uh, overall. But uh, yeah, um, you know, I'll give, it, I'll give it our best shot. Uh, but yeah, so you're gonna set you're gonna set everything up, and they're just gonna live here now. Yes, I guess. Until then, I guess they stay in like tents in the in the courtyard thing. Yeah, yeah. Or there's there is a bunkhouse, uh, like a barracks, that the Galerian uh, sailors have taken to using, which means there's a lot more tent space open. Yes. So. They're just going to have to try to make it work until you can build actual housing for them. This is currently Oof. Ford's probably number one priority, tied with yelling, I was right, the moon changes phases. Um, <laughs> I those are the Ford two things. Out. No, but we can see the moon. We oh, have that's eyes. that's true. Right, right. Yeah. Moon, <laughs> Ford, moon has a telescope. Ford has a telescope. Uh, also. Um... All right, so so yeah, so everything kind of gets settled, um, and before we roll into our outro, I know that Zara had a thing she wanted to do. Yes, I tell Ford, um, I I tell Ford sometime when I can covertly to meet me in my lab after everyone else is asleep. Okay, yeah, um, I think after Ford's like done catching up with everyone on the island and making sure the folks are settled, um, he goes. To Zara's laboratory, um, and uh, inside, inside you can see 
there is a lot of like there's a lot of loose machinery everywhere. It's just, it's scatterbrained. It's it's the kind of like oh I know where everything is kind of clean, you know, and where it's just uh. to say it's not clean at all. There's shit everywhere, but I know where it is. And if you touch anything, I get very angry. Um, you can see on the walls there are like bunch of like scribbled schematics and stuff. Uh, a couple things that you may recognize, like a glove and whatnot, but maybe a couple you don't. Like one of them being this um. This just looks like a big orb, like just a circle. Um, ah, an orb. An orb. Orb. And I, will not, and I will not say... Oh, also, weirdly enough, one of these things looks like something small, and I've, I've etched a little like little chain onto it, so it looks kind of like a necklace. Aw. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so uh, as you come in, I sort of say, oh, uh, Ford, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, what's, um... What do you need me for? Heavy lifting? No, no, nothing like that. I just wanted to talk to you about something. While we were in Tulane, we had dinner with a very interesting family. Oh. Did you? Yes. Uh, doctor? Oh. Doctor, a physician? A doctor, huh? Ringing a bell? Uh, no, but I sure am (sighs) glad they have doctors in Tulane. (laughs) I I see. For drop the act. I met your parents. Ugh. Well, I mean, I guess it was gonna come out sooner or later. Why? Why didn't you just tell us the truth? <sighs> I. There's a lot of stuff I want to leave behind. I guess. Um. I didn't part with the academic community on the best of terms, and uh I'm not really well-liked in the area where my old uh observatory was. So it's, um, just want to leave everything behind, I guess. I mean, you know, if few people know. Uh... Calico, I guess probably Nemo. Um. Oof. Okay. Exact same point. Alright. I got the gist of it. I got the gist of it, so it's fine. Um, and I, I sort of say, uh. Well, uh. I understand that, Ford. There's a lot of things that. I'd prefer to just leave behind, too. I wish you'd told us, but... Your secret is safe with me. Thank you. On one condition. Oh, God. You need to keep a secret from me as well. Yeah. Okay. And I, uh, pull... I rummage through my package, and I pull out this, uh, um, like... I'm going to say, like, a metal box, because I put it in, like, a metal box, sort of like a lead-lined box to try to contain it better. I'm not sure if that made any sense, but I do it just for peace of mind. I open it up, mm-hmm. and I carefully... I put on gloves, in fact, so the cryogenic emitter glove is, like, in a... In a like, a... in its place. Uh, and I put on these big gloves, and I reach in, and I pull out this cloth, this very thickly wrapped cloth, and I put it on the table, and I start unwrapping it until... It reveals under like three layers of wrapping a very that very small shard of moon glass that I got from Tulane, 
and I say to Ford, "This is a shard of the substance that was used to, that was uh used to create the anguish that we fought, Ford." Oh, now we were able to take it out of this person, and they turned back to normal. But there's something else about it. Uh, Tiyuku, uh, well, actually, uh, the more importantly, this started as a dagger, a, a weapon made of this substance. Tiyuku picked it up, and she said that she experienced a sort of a vision. She said she saw, uh, I don't know the name, but the the, the moon goddess. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how well the name. Like most people don't know the name. Almost yeah, but, no one but knows Tiyuki the name. But knew that it was the Moon Goddess, right? Yes, she also knew the name because she saw her and remembered. Right. Um. So, but just anyway, uh, I say she said she saw the Moon Goddess. For and, and and the Moon Goddess told her to do something to do something bad to 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 harm someone else in order to make them into anguish and and this person was completely controlled by by these whispers not Tiyuku, the this other person that we met uh, it's not important but the important thing is they were they were controlled by these whispers ford they they were being manipulated uh, i mean there there has to be some sort of explanation right the well, the moon goddess told I mean, it's the moon. Tiyuku. The moon goddess told Tiyuku to find Mirage. To find you. And Ford, I, I don't know what she wants. But I'm gonna find out. I grabbed the moon glass. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we actually talked about this a little bit, um, that it needs a current to go through it, to reactivate it. Oh, really? Yeah, so I've, I've, I've hooked it up to my magical goggles. Okay, yeah, so yeah, so you pick that up and nothing happens, and then you realize, oh, here's what I gotta do. And yes, you use the, use the, the power source of your, um, clockwork amplification goggles, and this zoof, Zap goes through it. And I think, I think, um, you touch it and it is, it's not that instantaneous, um, transportation that, that, that Tuku experienced. Um, because there's so much less of it. It's so diminished. It's like a tug on the back of your mind that you're gonna have to, like, fight to, to, to try to, to connect to. I try to connect to it. Yeah, let me let me look and see because this is going to be a defy danger. Okay. Um, and I think it's going to be a defy danger wisdom. Uh, to do this without getting damaged. Okay. Defy danger wisdom, you say? Yes. I got a five. Oh boy. I'll mark XP really quick. Yeah, that sounds. Um, no. Let me look at my GM moves. I have a question. I uh, well, yeah. never mind. No, you, you'll you'll let me know. I just I just want to talk to this lady. Really quick, but I might not be able to. Uh, you can suggest that, but that doesn't mean I'm going to do it. It's all you failed. This is a hard move. This is me doing a thing. 
I can't just give you what you want <laughs> for a hard move. Oh, see, I'm thinking about that. The sun isn't, yeah. Um, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, so Zara, you like, so Zara's eyes open, right? Before you see them, they are, uh, black. Uh, like glossy black. You can see the stars in them. Um, as Zara, you like, you feel your mind zooming through, like, just, like, like this, like, zooming, zooming through the stars, like synapses. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see this, um, oh, you see this, um, woman, right? You see the field of lilies beneath mm-hmm. the moon with the scar. Um, and she turns to you and then, well, I can't say she opens her mouth to speak because she doesn't have a mouth because she's got that face mask. Um, the, the crack going all the way through her body. Um, but you feel like she's about to speak, and then you feel hands go over your ears. And um, you are like, it feels like you're forcibly like turned around, and you see looming over you a different figure. What does this figure look like? It looks like if somebody carved Michelangelo's David out of black marble. But also, you know how, like, somebody can make it so that, like, like a master sculptor can make it look like there's, like, give to the, to the sculpture by, like, having, like, they're, like, clinging to their, like, body, like, their skin, and it looks like their flesh is pulling? Yeah. It's like that, but there are hundreds of hands crawling over this creature, constantly pulling at its flesh, and it says... To you, I am Kotos. I am the first of the Hecaton Kyrie, and we are coming for you. Can I speak? Can I re- can I respond to them? Uh, no, it feels like you're drowning. Okay. Um, but what you see, Zara, as the stone is pulled from your hand, is uh, Kotos, the Hecaton Kyrie. Um, like holds out his arm and these hands that are like crawling over him, um, like pull off of him, l- taking chunks of his, of his arm and transform into a javelin that he then tries to stab you with as you seem to, as it feels like you are pulled up out of the water. You know that feeling of being like, like you're underwater and then somebody grabs you and just yanks you out of it? Yeah. That is the sensation as you are jerked back to reality. Um, I tumble backwards and fall over, panting and gasping for breath, almost like kind of grabbing at my neck, trying to breathe. Do I get any corruption points for this too? Uh, no, because oh, you, because uh, Tyrionte didn't get a chance to whisper to you. Oh, thank goodness, damn it! But thank goodness. Mm. So I I immediately start wrapping up the shard again and putting it away. 
and I point what? to Ford and I say, you don't touch this, Ford. Nobody touches this without my express permission. Is that understood? Yes, uh, yes, ma'am. But, I mean, if she, if she wanted to see me, what? We need more. This isn't enough. Ford, when I, when I took this, Nemo told me not to. But I, I believe that if we can, if we can somehow figure out how the anguish works, how they think, what they are, then maybe we can save the world in a way where nobody has to get hurt. It's gonna take, but Ford, it's gonna take, we're gonna need to do things that people are not going to agree with. Can I trust you? Well, if it means finding more about the moon. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. Okay. Ford, if you find anything like this, any, any moon glass or anything that's tainted by anguish, Secure it, and don't let anyone see it, and give it to me, okay? Okay. And remember, I'm someone who values her privacy, and you are too. Isn't that right, Amadeus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Ford holds Damn. his hand out. Blackmail. Blackmail extortion. Nobody can Shake know on I have it. parents. Nobody can know I have a life. <laughs> imagine like, imagine like, hey everybody, Ford's a nerd. Everyone's like, wow, Ford's a nerd. What a loser. And Ford's like, she's doing horrible experiments on people. And everyone's like, yeah, but but you're a nerd. That's really bad. God, what a what a god. You're terrible. You're terrible past is that you're a nerd <laughs> ford has two weaknesses the moon and uh scraggly cats <laughs> on the mm-hmm. side of the road this is canon um okay so so this is that was a that was a wild terrible thing that happened and terrible. uh well <laughs> you failed <laughs> we'll see we'll see how, we'll see how it shakes out you got some information. We found out about <laughs> uh, some stuff. Yep. Um. But yeah. So then the camera kind of fades out, and then it becomes the next day, uh, and you have been summoned to the uh, the Bastion's control room, where uh, Morgana and Iliana and Nemo are waiting for you. And, um, you know, just the morning and she said, she said that she needed to talk to you and, uh, how's the, how's the mood this morning? It's um, like a little too excited. Huh. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm like kind of back to normal. Well, actually yeah. after, after last night, I'm a little shaken, but like <laughs> I'm, re- I've res- got resolve. I have resolve in what I'm doing. If anything, this made me think that I that more so that I need to continue exploring this. Ford's been like really down ever since the thing with Radiant, but now he's like super energized. He's like ready to go, ready to do things, like build stuff for our new village, find more moon glass. Radiant is immediately like, ah, this is suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. What happened? <laughs> and Adeline is in the middle of it all. Yeah, I think she's been <laughs> busying herself with, uh, um, probably the villages. Yeah. So, so Deplora is sitting in her chair, and she's sitting at the at the the big map in the middle of the of the room. Um, or I guess it's just a table now, but it, it can be a map. Um, and she says, "All right, Titans, it is wonderful to see you all back and well from your journeys. Um, the first matter is your compensation for this past endeavor, though uh, I'm not sure. Um, no, no, yeah. So she's." And then, Compensation for this past endeavor, uh, the the you know creation of the uplink, and as well as uh, the protection of Kildare Purple Meadows, while bringing them here to make sure that nothing happens to them was unorthodox. That counts. <laughs> it, she, she nods and says that counts, uh, and so she gives y'all each uh, two hundred coins. Oof. Ooh, payday uh, money. That's yeah. four healing potions to use on Charlie. <laughs> That's oh. two carouses if we want. Ready? <laughs> two ready and I, two hundred gold, baby. Hell mm. yeah! Hell yeah! Um, and so she gives you that, and she says, "But I don't know that this model works necessarily." Of myself, just telling you how to where to go and what to do and how to do things and then you going off and doing them with the amount of people now living on this island it's safe to say that we are we've gone from a from a from a ragtag group of of adventurers with with some support to a, a veritable community um and and then if anyone else can do that too. Just make sure you say when you're doing it, um, obviously. But she says, uh, and this community is going to need a more formalized form of oversight. Uh, it is to that end that I am humbly requesting that you take stewardship over this island and you know oversee it as you see fit. That is what the Titans of old did, and now it seems with the amount of people beneath your responsibility, that is what you must do as well. And she she uh, gestures to Nemo, and she says, uh, I am appointing Bartimaeus as my agent. Uh, I'm among you. He will be your advisor and will assist you with logistics. But the overall decisions to be made are yours. I don't have any experience with government. Yeah. Thankfully, uh, thankfully yeah, I do. do I. Listen, last time I was in a remotely political position, I punched someone in the face. It's- <laughs> yes, well, maybe this time we're not going to have any shitty heirs telling you dumb bullshit about the moon, huh? <laughs> the court looks just- really uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, Nemo, Nemo just like brushes his nails on his shirt. Oh, oh. Lord looks mad. <laughs> Still gotta get that boy to take his shirt off or do not forget at this. <laughs> yeah. Just just challenge him to Turkish oil wrestling. <laughs> um, 
anyway, this is the actual uh, administration stuff I can handle. The important thing is that you have to, you know, be a be a visible force of uh, authority. Now, uh, people want to be able to believe that the that the people in giant suits of armor are actually looking out for their best interests, right? So we're so can, uh, figureheads. No, God, unfortunate. Unless you want to be a figurehead, but something about you. Mr. Maphorn tells me that you're not the kind of person who likes to just co-sign things without knowing about them. Right? Right. Right. So the final decisions to be made will be decided among you. I'm going to help out as an advisor and I'll take care of administration until some of you figure out how it works. The most Jesus. important thing. I put my hand on my nose and say nose goes. <laughs> <laughs> the most important thing is that you don't run away from this responsibility. No pressure. Of course. Of yeah, course I'll, not. I'll do it. Let's figure Fantastic. out how this administration if, thing works. If we have to. Yes, you have to. You're the boss. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, and Nemo looks out the window and you can see the whole of the bastion stretched out before you Uh, and you see all the people milling around uh, on the ground below people setting up uh, impromptu uh, DIY shelters and and, kind of like pouring over maps and stuff and yeah you just I want to drive home these people are now your responsibility. It is going to be up to you to figure out how they are taken care of. And yeah. And then Nemo says, I guess the first thing we can do is figure out what we're going to do about that ship. And he points, and you see a huge galleon sailing towards the bastion. It's uh, bright blue sails. Next week on Roll Dice and Cry, The Kingdom Reborn. <laughs>